0: It's October the 1st, 2021, and you are invited to join me and someone very near, literally, and dear to my heart, <laughs> my teenage daughter, Daisy. Hi. Hi, Dace. <laughs> awesome. So if you've ever thought to yourself, why are teens the way they are these days? What's up with teens these days? Well, we've got a fantastic conversation for you. I've gathered some questions for Daisy from the superstars, and I'm going to be asking her those here in just a little bit so we can kind of delve into the mind of, I have to say, I think a pretty awesome team. (laughs) And we're going to get to all of that here in a bit. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, awesomes, to the show that is all about helping you find conversation friendship, and community. If you have been looking for an amazing group of women to connect with in a community that will support you, no matter what age or stage of life you're in, I'm so thrilled to tell you that you've come to the right place. And speaking of places, we'd love to have you join our online community in all of the places. So come hang out with us on Facebook. The heart of our community lives in this sort of awesome hangout group, Come on over and see what we have going on at Instagram. We'd love to have you join us there at Sorta Awesome Show. So, hi, Dace. How are you? I'm good. This is an unprecedented (laughs) recording for me because as we record, it's after eleven o'clock at night.
1: Oh, wow. You're right. Yeah. What am I
0: usually doing after (laughs) eleven o'clock at night? Uh huh. (laughs) Long since asleep. But as anybody who has a teen in their life knows. Sometimes the best time to get to talking with a teen is in the late hours of the evening, right?
1: Yeah. What yeah. are
0: you usually doing at 11 o'clock in the evening?
1: Well. <laughs> <laughs> not sleeping. Not, not sleeping. Yeah.
0: Talking to friends, mm-hmm. doing homework. Mm, sometimes. Sometimes. Watching YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I have shared with you that a number of our superstar awesomes whom I reached out to via text because we have an amazing perk for our superstars. If you're new to sort of awesome, our superstar awesomes are our supporters on Patreon. And one of the perks of being a superstar awesome is that you get to text back and forth with me and other people on the team. So I sent out a text to our superstars to say, Hey, do you have a question for a teen? Do you have a question for Daisy? Let's talk. We have so many questions to get to and we're going to get to all of that here in just a few minutes but first, we're going to start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week, Daisy. I don't know if you knew this or not, but awesome of the week is the moment in the show <laughs> where we stop and talk about whatever is making life a little bit more awesome right now. Whether it's a book or a TV show, movie, music, a podcast, a product, something that's bringing a little happiness to our life, Daisy. What has been awesome for you in the past week?
1: Well, during this past week, I went to a salon to get my makeup done for the very first time. Yes, it felt I'm not going to lie. It felt pretty nice. Sort of just getting pampered a little bit. Yeah. That's what it felt like anyway. Definitely. But I'm so happy with how it turned out. It looked so pretty. What was the occasion for you getting your makeup done? I was on homecoming court this year for our homecoming game. Yes. For the junior class. Yes. You are yes. junior
0: class royalty. I keep saying junior class princess, but I don't think they necessarily say prince they don't, and they princess They don't really say so prince much. and
1: princess. Yeah. yeah. Anymore. We still did get like little crowns. So that was nice. You got a tiara. You got a sash. Yes. You
0: got a bouquet. Yes. It was all very sparkly. You looked gorgeous. (laughs) Many of the awesomes who follow my personal accounts got to see you and Mm -hmm. commented on how absolutely beautiful you looked.
1: Thank
0: you. That was a fun treat, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it was. I definitely an awesome moment. And the Makeup artist who did your makeup, your eye makeup, she really got your vibe, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, good. Okay. Well, my awesome of the week is one that I can tell you guys about really quickly. It's a podcast. Daisy, you're not really a podcast listener, are you?
1: Not really.
0: I've tried to get you into some podcasts, like for Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. And you're mostly just, I, I'll pass mom. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Well, my awesome, of the week is one that I've been listening to is a podcast. I've been listening to it on and off for a while. It's called decoder ring and it's from slate. It is hosted by Willa Paskin. And basically the description for the show is a show about cracking cultural mysteries. And they kind of take a cultural question, an object or a habit. They examine its history, how it came to be. They break it down. They try to figure out why it matters. And I have just really been loving this podcast because I love to break down culture and cultural moments, especially pop culture. One of the more recent episodes is all about selling out.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that something
0: that you worry about as like an artsy I
1: not creative think I'm type? to that point in? fame yet where that's a concern? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's fair.
0: (laughs) It examines the idea starting back like in the nineties for Gen X, the idea that's me, that's my generation. I don't know if you know that or not. Gen X, we were very concerned about whether or not we were selling out. I do want to point you to, there's a whole variety of really fascinating episodes in there. They're about 45 to 50 minutes. So for me, they're just right for like, if I'm doing dishes or maybe doing school pickup in the afternoons. Love to listen to it. I do want to point you guys to an episode from this past summer, actually back in June, called The Soap Opera Machine that really examines a soap opera that decided to take on social issues of the day. And it's just a soap opera is something that you don't necessarily think about intellectually or applying cultural critique to it but this particular episode of Decoder Ring, the podcast did a really good job of breaking that whole thing down. So yeah. Okay, so those are awesomes of the week for Daisy and I this week. I will put a link in the show notes for Decoder Ring if you wanna go check it out. As always, I can't wait to hear what's awesome in your life. So make sure that you come over and join us in the this, this sort of awesome hangout group on Facebook where we talk about awesome of the week every single Friday. I get so much awesome in my life from reading what you all have shared is going great for you, or you can come and join us on Instagram. We'd love to have you share your awesome of the week on Instagram. Daisy, of all the social medias, I feel like you're more likely to be on Instagram than anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Is that right? right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have so many questions and so many topics to cover with Daisy, and we're going to get to all of that when we come right back. Hey, Awesomes, do you find yourself constantly signing up for subscriptions that turn out to be impossible to cancel? I'm here to tell you, never pay for an unwanted subscription again with Truebill. Just yesterday, I got an email from Truebill. I get a couple of these a month with the subject line, new subscription found. Since I've connected my accounts to Truebill, not only did they help me find all of those old subscriptions that I had totally forgotten I'd signed up for, but I was still paying for, they also give you alerts when they detect that there's a new subscription connected to your account. Sure enough, this was an old recurring charge for an account I didn't want anymore, and Truebill helped me get rid of it in a snap. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't want, the ones you don't need, or the ones you simply forgot about, like I do. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Companies make subscriptions hard to cancel on purpose, and Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap, and Your Truebill concierge is there to help you when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. I cannot even believe how much money we are saving every month because Truebill has been the detective that we needed identifying where all of those dollars were going. And Truebill has helped over 2 million users Save over one hundred million dollars. So, awesomes, don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com/awesome. Go right now, Truebill.com/awesome. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com/awesome. Okay, we are back. Thank you for joining us in this conversation again. We are chatting with my oldest daughter, Daisy. Daisy, tell the awesomes a little bit about. What does life look like for you right now? How old you are, grade, your interests, your hobbies, those kinds of things.
1: Okay. Well, I'm 16 and I'm a junior this year. So 11th grade. Right now I'm sort of, well, I've been into Dungeons and Dragons. That's still a big thing. And music is a given. I like playing video games. Mm-hmm. I has been a lot more hanging out with friends recently. So maybe not as much time for like individual Yes, hobbies and stuff. But post pandemic, I feel like you're more of a social butterfly than ever. Maybe so. I but think so.
0: You're also an introvert. Tell the people your personality types that you know.
1: I am an INFJ, and my enneagram type is I'm a one wing two. Yes, that's right. Okay, that makes my heart so proud. that you can just <laughs>
0: rattle it off like that. Well, you said music's a given. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. are an instrumentalist. What do you play? play the double bass and you've been playing for going how long? on a years now? Yes. Not only do you play for school, but mm-hmm. I mean you're in a total of three orchestras this year, right? That's right. So, music keeps you very busy. Yeah. Yeah. But you do make time for friends and fun stuff. For sure. Okay. Well, speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, the very first question I wanted to ask you comes from superstar awesome Casey. And she said, I know Daisy likes Dungeons and Dragons. We are a gaming family. And I was wondering if she would suggest what we could do with our little kids to get them interested in nerdy things. Mm -hmm. That was Casey's terminology, not mine. Nerdy things like D&D. How do you feel about the word or the descriptor nerd or nerdy?
1: I'm sort of just neutral about it. I use it sometimes, but I don't know. sort of just depends on the circumstance. I'm fine with it. Okay.
0: All right. You have been into D&D for a while. You've, yes. You have participated in campaigns. You've been a DM or a dungeon master a couple of times running mm-hmm. your own campaigns. Yes, You like to consume a lot of D&D related media, like Critical Role on YouTube, which is a mm-hmm. big part of the online sort of D community, is that right? That's right. So for Casey, if she they're gaming family, but and they have little ones. What do you think that would be a good sort of path into the nerd life?
1: I know this isn't a D thing exactly. It's not exactly in that realm of sure. fiction, but yeah. I think my nerdy phase started very young with Pokemon. Okay. So I was very into collecting cards when I was younger and I watched the show. And I sort of found that on my own. But if you want your kids to get into that just realm of stuff, I'd say Pokemon is a great gateway into it. Yeah. Also, on top of that, pretty much anything Nintendo, but specifically games that are less... Maybe not Super Mario Brothers Nintendo, right? Or is that, would that be included? in what I'd say yeah. Mario games are great for like younger kids. It's a game okay. that appeals to such a wide audience that... As an adult, you can enjoy that game with your kid. Yeah, totally. I'd say games like Mario Odyssey and then... Games that are sort of just more low key and just cutesy, like Animal Crossing. I've always loved Animal you Crossing. You love Animal Crossing. Oh my goodness! Sure, that makes me a little bit biased because it's always been one of my favorite franchises. But Legend of Zelda. I haven't played many of the games, but I had uh, Breath of the Wild on Switch, and I love that game to pieces. So
0: okay, so kind of video gaming, kind of maybe helps kids. Start to understand these constructed universes and what mm-hmm. it's like to enter into that world, mm-hmm. literally in video games, as a character, which to me is, I've never played D&D, but as I understand it, a big component of it is that you enter into the campaign, not as yourself, but as the character right. you've chosen or created. Yes, okay. That's right. All right. Well, that's very helpful to know. And I hope that Casey will find that helpful too. You were very excited to get a D&D question, weren't you? I was. Yes. Okay. Well, Giselle has a music-related question for you. Super start. Giselle said, I want to know if Daisy likes music older than 1990. And if so, what decade? What artist? and How did she come across it? Also, what genre of oldies? Now, I'm just going to pretend like my feelings aren't hurt that Giselle thinks that music from the 80s is oldies, although it does play on oldies stations. Uh-huh. So maybe I need to face that reality. But what would
1: you say to Giselle about the music you're into? The number one band that I'm into that is pre-90s would absolutely, without a doubt, be Queen. Yes. Which I've loved their music for, I don't know exactly how long. It feels like a while. Mm-hmm. It feels like a while. A couple of years. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't remember for certain how I found them. I think I just happened to hear Don't Stop Me Now somewhere. And I was like, hey, that's cool. I should listen to them. And then I did. Mm-hmm. And then I loved them. Yes. So I love them. I also like the Kinks, which is what genre are they? Hunk from
0: the 1960s. Hang on just a second. We were just looking this up because I couldn't remember when the mm-hmm. Kinks. Okay, so they're an English rock band band. Yeah, one of the most influential rock bands of the 1960s. Oh, so, that's
1: right. Yeah. So you're into them. I found them through my dad. I listen to a lot of the music that my dad listens to completely unironically. I know that's, <laughs> that might sound kind of dumb. I don't know. No, um, it's not dumb. <laughs>
0: everyone in our family loves music. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. we have a Spotify family account yeah. with the premium because yeah. we all genuinely use. Our spotify to listen to music all the yeah. time yeah you've gotten a lot of songs that you've put on your own playlists from your dad's playlist right that's
1: right, right yeah it's mostly just whatever is playing whenever he's driving me home in his jeep and like the windows are down and the wind is really loud and he has to turn the radio really high yeah it's just like that sort of experience that kind of just like enhances the song and then that's sort of why i like that sort of stuff that makes sense.
0: That totally does. So, kind of like a mix of rock, pop, those types of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was a great question from Giselle. Okay. This is from my friend Grace, who does happen to be a superstar. Awesome. I'm very curious. You can be completely honest about your answer <laughs> to this. I am super curious to hear what you have Uh-oh. to say. Okay. So, my friend Grace asks, I'm curious to hear about growing up in a big family. Grace says, I have four boys. She has one singleton boy who is six and then she has triplet boys. Goodness. Four. Oh, goodness! Oh, goodness. <laughs> you think we stay busy with twin boys? <laughs> Grace has triplet boys who are four. And she said, I love that my kids have each other, but I worry about whether or not I'm giving them enough individual alone time with me. Is there anything your parents have done as you've grown up to help you feel like you have a special relationship with them outside of your sibling group? Or do you have any other advice that you have for her, for Grace as a mom of four kids? So what do you say about that? You're the oldest of five. <laughs> yeah. All ages in between that I'm sure you don't remember when AJ was born. She was, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe just barely. You were almost three. Yes. When she was born. But then you were like eight when the twins were born.
1: Mm -hmm. And And then I
0: was 14 when
1: Nico was born. Yes.
0: So our family setup is obviously a little bit different from Grace's, but you do have that experience of being one of five. So Mm -hmm. what do you think? Are there ways that your dad and I have kind of helped you to feel like we have an individual relationship with you that you're not just one of Just the kid part of Team Teets.
1: I think one of the big things growing up that really instilled the idea in me that my parents really want to have a relationship with me is sort of just them being interested in the things that I like. Mm -hmm. My interests take up a lot of my time because when I'm into something, I'm really very super into something. Yes. (laughs) I feel like you might remember this, but this is just something that came to mind. Going back to Pokemon, whenever (laughs) I had that phase. Yes. I would watch that show every day coming home after school. And one day mom came in and she was like, hey, can I sit down and watch your show with you? And I was like, yes, please come and sit with me. Yeah, My little third grader voice. (laughs) 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 And that made me so happy because... I know that feeling understood is something that's incredibly important to me in every relationship that I have, not just family relationships. Mm -hmm. And sort of one of the big things for that is just like people not necessarily understanding why I like the things that I like, but appreciating it. I think it's cool that you like this thing and I want to participate in it with you because you like it.
0: I think that that is a great answer. And I think that we can even get more into that here in a few minutes because a lot of people had questions about the very sometimes fragile, but Mm -hmm. also extremely important relationship between teens and the the adults in their lives. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk more about that here in a few minutes. But I do hope that in our family, I think that your dad and I definitely make an effort to honor the individuality of each of you. I will say that mm-hmm. it is the most tricky with the twins and again Grace has triplets. Mm-hmm. As you know, we kind of refer to them like the twins. That's
1: yeah, I was going to say since these boys specifically the triplets, speak to them as if they are individuals even like at this young of an age. I'm not trying to tell you how to parent. Your well, kids she said or what advice do you have? So I, she openly uh, asked. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose that's true. Yeah. But just really drive home the idea that you are a person independent of your brothers or even you yourself. Like yeah. you're such a big factor in your kids' life, but at the same time, they have an identity independent of anyone else. Right.
0: I think that we're really beginning to see that come to fruition with Mac and John Kyle, who mm-hmm. John Kyle recently. Out of the blue, decided he wants to start going by JK. That's right. And I overheard him tell his speech therapist that. And I was like, Well, that's news to me. And I asked him, he's like, Yeah, I want to go by JK now. And so we're trying to make the effort around here to start calling him JK instead mm-hmm. of John Kyle, which is a big change for all of us. For right. sure. Right. But even with the twins looking at the ways that they each have their own things that they're into, although they do share a lot of interests. Understandable. I mean, they're the same age. Yeah, exactly. They're boys of the same age. Mm-hmm. But really honoring the fact that they do have their own individual things that they're into. Mm -hmm. One of them's more introverted. One's more extroverted. And when it just comes to family dynamics, one of them is a little bit more independent and one is more deeply connected and compassionate and empathetic towards what's going on. So, yeah, I think that Grace is. I mean, I know Grace to be a very self aware person, and I'm not surprised at all that this was her question, but (laughs) this family dynamic and the sibling thing can Mm -hmm. be very tricky. I think whether you, no matter how many kids you have, big family or smaller family or whatever. So, that was very helpful. Thank you for that, Dace. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's get into this. I'm going to tell you that I'm going to read the question from superstar awesome Abby, but I really cannot tell you. I would say 90% of the questions that came in for you. Mm -hmm. And I didn't list all of the superstars who asked these, but a lot of them were along the lines of what Abby asked. She said, who are the caring adults in your life? So we can talk about that. And then she asked, what are some things adults can do to show that we care about you? So again, just so many people wanted to know, how do I support the teens in my life? Some of them are asking as parents, some as Teachers or mentors, some as aunts. First of all, as you think about who do you look to in your life as caring adults?
1: I mean, obviously, you and Dad are yeah. the number one people that come to mind. But I'd also say my orchestra teacher and director at school, Miss mm-hmm. Bands, she's absolutely wonderful, and I say she's a very caring adult in my life.
0: Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing for you is you go to a school that has one part of the school is for performing arts students, or I, actually, I should say, visual. visual
1: performing arts. Yeah, yes,
0: and. You guys have majors in mm-hmm. your strings major. And so this year, more than any other year, you have Miss Bands, your orchestra teacher, for multiple classes. Three, three, three <laughs> out of your eight classes are yes. with Miss Bands. And so I've even noticed just since school started in August that you seem more deeply connected with her this mm-hmm. year. So I'm really glad that you're getting to experience her in that role as like a mentor in those types of things. Yeah. Plus, yeah. you do have, I mean, speaking of mentors, all along, in music, you've had either directors or teachers oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. along the way who I would think that you felt like if you needed to, you could reach out and talk to them about problems you might be having. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You also do have at least one aunt that you, you know, yeah, have been close with me, since me. you were literally born. Yes. <laughs> you guys call her Mimi, but the awesomes know her as Emily, my sister somebody that you can can confide in and who has watched you grow up. So Mm -hmm. you have Mm -hmm. a good support system in place, I feel like. yeah. Okay. So what would you say? So you do have a good support system in place of healthy relationships with adults in your life that you trust. Mm -hmm. So both for you and then just your peers, your friends, what are some things that the adults in your life can do to show that you are cared for, that you are supported in life? What comes to mind for you?
1: Well, like I said before, I think being interested in what your kids are interested in is a way of showing them that you care. Mm -hmm. Just shows that you're paying attention to the things that they like and that they don't like. And being visible that way is something, at least that's very important to me. I'd say most people also feel To some degree. Yeah, sure. Communication is an absolutely huge thing. This goes for every single relationship, but I think specifically for family relationships, you need to have that more intimate bond through talking to each other and being just willing to be honest and emotional when it's necessary. Okay. So you're even
0: saying parents and adults in a teen's life shouldn't, try to hold back their own honesty or emotion, like be maybe be vulnerable Mm -hmm. with the teens in their life. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's interesting. That's
1: good. I can understand wanting to seem strong for your kid, especially like younger kids, but as they grow up, I think they really need to see that you're also people. Yeah. That makes it feel like more of a a two-way relationship that you can like sympathize, I think. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Okay, what I have a come- lot more to say. Okay, <laughs> let's keep going. What else comes to mind? Something that I've noticed this between teachers and students, it's something that's bothered me, but if you're going to start treating your kids like young adults, then I think speaking to them as if they are young adults is so important because I know being a teenager is that weird stage between being sure. a kid and a whole adult. Yes. So it's hard to find the middle ground. And of course, this is going to vary from... Kid to kid based on maturity level. And of course, that's going to vary based on each kid, you know, based sure. on their maturity level. Yes. But I'd say just I feel very respected, like when people talk to me in the way that I want to be talked to. Yes. So I'd say that's pretty important as well. Yes. About being supported. The One of the biggest things that brings me a sense of peace is just the reassurance that I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing right now. Oh, interesting. Okay. I like to pretend I'm confident and like I know what I'm doing. Truthfully, I'm uncertain about a lot of the stuff that I'm doing right now. And I know other people feel that way. Right. So just every so often just reminding your kid, hey, you're doing great. You're doing what you need to be doing right now. The place that you're in. Is good. This is what's right.
0: Yeah. I think that your dad and I both really try to emphasize to you that you are doing, you are in the place you're supposed to be, that you're meant to be in Mm -hmm. this time in your life. And that's going to grow and shift and change. I mean, it changes school year to school year. You get a whole new schedule of teachers and new mixes of classmates, but Mm -hmm. through it all, when you're showing up and being present every day, then you're doing exactly what your sort of mission on this earth is for right now, Mm -hmm. for this moment in time. Mm -hmm. I really like that you said that even though teens can sometimes feel, appear to be really confident or standoffish from the adults in their life on the outside, that they do still want to hear
1: that reassurance, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. What else? For my friends. That's another thing that you said.
0: Yes. For your friends. That's a very great answer from you. What do you think your friends are kind of Looking for, or maybe you guys have talked about what does it look like for them or feel like for them to be supported?
1: Most of my friends, I would say the biggest thing that they need is to know that their presence is needed and necessary wherever they are, Mm. especially to the people that are most important to them, whether that's parents or friends, which we do communicate to each other.
0: But yeah, it's one thing for your friend to tell you that, but then I think it's a different layer of.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: meaning when an adult that you love and trust reminds you that your presence is
1: needed and wanted Mm -hmm. right just being grateful that you're a person and you're here and
0: okay that answer makes me want to cry but I'm going to (laughs) try to not be vulnerable with my emotions (laughs) right now maybe I'll cry about it later Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay a couple more these are kind of spinoffs of that same question. But again, some of the Superstar Awesomes had some more specifics that they're wondering about, Mm -hmm. um, especially in relationship with their own kids. And so Superstar Awesome Alicia said, what's the number one thing you need to hear from your parents? Do you feel like you've kind of already covered that? I've sort of touched on that already,
1: just knowing that I'm where I need to be right now. I think especially for kids that just tend to be a little more anxious by nature. Yeah. Like I am. Yes. Just knowing, hey, you're all good. Just keep going.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We did
0: actually have a number of people who know that you do sometimes, and you've kind of talked about before, having some anxiety things going on. Mm -hmm. I didn't really want us to delve too into that because every kid is so different and anxiety looks different for so many people. But I do hope that... I think maybe the one of the biggest things is just believing your kids when they say having a lot of anxiety around this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't even say it with words. You may remember back in middle school, a couple of math classes that caused a great deal of anxiety uh-huh. for you uh-huh. and you couldn't sleep and you were waking up in the middle of the night and you maybe didn't even have the vocabulary at the time to be like, I have anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Right. But the fact that it was physically manifesting for you in that way really helped dad and I to key in. And I think your dad got way more protective about it Mm -hmm. in those moments that Mm -hmm. I did to be like, okay, this has gotten to the point where it's disrupting your quality of life. We need to intervene and help get this path straightened out for you a little bit, Mm -hmm. which again, you were, this was like early middle school, right? As you get older, I think that you have shown initiative in wanting to, asking for support when you need it, but also kind of realizing, okay, I'm having a lot of anxiety around this topic or this thing, and kind of you're starting to build your own toolbox of what you need to do when that is flaring up for you. Does that feel accurate to say? I'd say so. Okay. All right. So Lisa asked, she said, I'm a mom of a younger girl. I'd love to hear how to keep communication lines open as my daughter ages into her teens. And then my friend, Kate, who is also a superstar awesome said, how can a mom know if a teen wants to talk about something or if they just want to be left alone with their feelings? Is there anything I can say to let my daughter know I'm happy to talk with her, but I also respect her need for space, especially when she's having big feeling. It's hard for her to hear what I'm offering. So, I mean, you don't have to speak to every single teen because again, The way that I approach you when you're having feelings about a thing is different from AJ, your 14 year old sister, Mm -hmm. because you guys are really fundamentally different personalities. Right. But what are some just general things you would say for a parent who wants to respect the fact that this is a very emotional time, support them, but also let them know they're there to talk?
1: I know for me specifically, whenever I'm having really strong emotions about something, I tend to sort of just go inward with all of that is my first instinct. And I have a bad habit of letting that sort of just build up over time to the point where I can't do that anymore. Yeah. And then that's not fun for anyone. So I'd say, of course, this doesn't go for every teenage girl, but oftentimes it is going to be necessary for you to take the first step and saying, we need to have a conversation about this. Probably in a bit of a nicer way with more delicate words, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's scary just because you don't know exactly what's going through their head and you may not necessarily be able to read it, but yeah. I'd say going back to communication, being straightforward and just saying, Hey, these are my concerns. I've seen this is happening and I want to help you with it. Mm-hmm. And then leaving the ball in their court for them to say, I want your help with this, or I don't want your help with this. Right.
0: Yeah. I think that's really good. And I think sometimes parents need to specifically say, I see that you're going through a thing. Mm-hmm. I am here. If you want to talk it out, I will process with you. If you want me to help you with some solutions, we can do that. Or If you just need somebody to listen to you, we can oh, do yeah. that.
1: That's important as well. A lot of times when I'm telling someone about something that I'm dealing with, I'm not necessarily looking for how can I make the situation better. I like doing that on my own, Mm -hmm. but I just want people to know what's going on with me. Like keeping it in my head, just so sides bouncing and bouncing and bouncing around, it just gets tiring. Yes, (laughs) yeah. Getting the words out. It's like, okay, I don't need to worry about that for now. Let's put that aside and I can come up with solutions later, but that's Really the best way to start dealing with that is just getting it out there. Right. Yeah. Um, a couple
0: of things I've noticed, and I will say ever since you started school when mm-hmm. you were four in pre-K, I've not known you to be a particularly, like you are a little, and I don't want you to be offended by this word, but you're a little <laughs> oblivious to drama, although you've had some oh, very no. dramatic friends.
1: Yeah. And that's something that I'm happy about. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I think a lot for
0: you, a lot of your big feelings are around you, your schoolwork, your music, those types of things. And so it's not necessarily like I, there's friendship dynamics that I'm worried about Mm -hmm. or that are hurting my feelings or anything like that. Not
1: that 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 doesn't happen. It's just compared to like most people and what I hear them talking about. It's just, it's different levels. Right, right, right.
0: Now... I will say that your sister is a lot more socially minded Mm -hmm. and her relationship dynamics with her friends are a little bit more, what's the word? How can I say this? I don't want to say dramatic, but there's like more, a lot more up and down to that. And one thing I have found to be very helpful is that I am always on your team, whether it's you Mm -hmm. or AJ or whoever. So when she comes to me and wants to talk about some things that are hurting her feelings or something that she doesn't like that's happening in a friend group. I mean, I'm team AJ all the way. In my actual life, I'm constantly playing devil's advocate because as you know, as an Enneagram <laughs> woman, I see everyone's perspective all the time. But when I'm supporting her through some relationship dynamic stuff, then I'm just solidly on her team. It doesn't mean that I'm going to go call anybody's mom and be like, your daughter's being mean to my daughter. <laughs> But I am just constantly reminding her like your friends are lucky to have you. Mm-hmm. You are an amazing friend and they may be going through something in their lives where they can't see that right now, but you are really showing up in incredible ways for this friend group. And there've been a few times when I've said, have you considered this person's feelings
1: because mm-hmm. I can
0: see ways that she's maybe not showing up in friendship as well as she might like to mm-hmm. or want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One more thing because I don't want this to be about me but I always try to emphasize to every single one of you kids that there's nothing that you can do or say that will make me Mm -hmm. or your dad love you any more or any less than we already do. You cannot confide in us anything that is going to change the amount of love that we have for you. Mm -hmm. And even if you excel to the most soaring heights, we're not going to love you more. Like our love for you is constant. Mm -hmm. And so I think trying to emphasize that to kids especially when they are having some big feelings can maybe help them to feel like they can trust those conversations more. Yeah. Okay. All right. We have more questions to cover for sure, but we need to take another quick break. So we're going to do that. And when we come back more Q and a with an awesome teen. Okay. Friends, as you know, here on sort of awesome, I share a lot of things I'm obsessed with. And if you've been listening to sort of awesome for a while, you know that I'm obsessed with best fiends. Now, in my very humble but awesome opinion, it is the best match three style game by far. So stop crushing the same old candy and try a puzzle game that always has something new. With Best Fiends, you play through an actual storyline. It comes complete with the good guys. Those are the fiends and the not so good guys, those nasty old slugs. Your fiends are so cute. They start out as wee baby versions of their future selves. And then the more you play, the more fiends join your team and the more powerful they become helping you solve increasingly challenging puzzles. I am so obsessed with how it's this action packed adventure and also a brain boosting puzzle game all rolled into one. They've got new content they add all the time, so you're never bored. I don't know about you guys, but I need all of the brain boosts I can get in the day. There's always a fresh challenge waiting for me when I need a little mental pick-me-up. So friends, go download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Awesomes today, many small business owners are busier than ever, time spent searching for and interviewing candidates can take time away from managing and growing a business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get the candidates worth interviewing faster, and it's free. Now, I know how difficult it can be to add to your team. You're really putting yourself out there and you're really asking a lot in return from those candidates. LinkedIn Jobs wants to make it much easier. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. You can focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need, use their screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? post your job for free at linkedin.com slash awesome. That's linkedin.com slash awesome to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, awesomes, we are back with my 16-year-old daughter, Daisy. We're doing some Q&A. We've already picked her brain about a lot of things. You guys had so many great questions. Again, I asked our superstar awesomes for questions for Daisy. Um, This one, I think a lot of parents have this question, whether they have Mm. teens yet or not, and it has to do with getting a phone, a cell phone, and social media accounts. Now, Mm. I want to point out something that I found to be extremely mature, And I was inspired by
1: in the past few months, you decided to take TikTok off of your phone. That was like one of the best decisions I've made ever. That app is, it is such a time drain. Yes. And like most of the content on there is convenience over quality. Mm. And so just cutting that out of my life and doing things that I enjoy doing instead that maybe take up a little more time. It's made my life better.
0: I am so proud of you for that. (laughs) I really am. And as you know, Your dad and I struggle with spending too much time on TikTok. I go through phases. Mm -hmm. Like I go through phases where I will watch TikTok like anytime I have downtime. But I've kind of been, I haven't taken it off my phone, but I've kind of been off of it for a little bit
1: too, because you're right. It's like, you can lose so much time there. It's like a little bit freeing whenever you first see like that notification, like, oh, look at this cool thing. And you're like, no. Yeah. And it might be a little hard at first, but overall, very good decision. Highly recommend if you have TikTok. Don't use TikTok. <laughs> this is coming from a teen, you guys. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't know if I represent. No, I do nah, Yeah. Okay.
0: I want to back up a little bit and talk about the phone thing. As mm-hmm. the oldest mm-hmm. child, and I relate to this as the oldest child in my family of origin, you, of course, are kind of our guinea pig. So when it came <laughs> to getting a phone, we held out for a long time. When did you mm-hmm. get a cell phone?
1: When did I get a cell phone? My freshman year? Right before your
0: freshman year. We did not let you have one all of middle school. When did your sister get her cell phone? Before middle school, right? Seventh grade. She had one year of middle school down. Okay. And then, or is that right? Or was it right before sixth grade? No, it was seventh grade because I remember in sixth grade, she used to have to borrow her friend's phones and she hated oh, it to call See? Me. Yeah. That's what I hated too. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So tell a little bit about the awful experience of not having
1: a cell phone <laughs> in middle school. I know this, that was sort of just like a jokey thing, but honestly, I do wish I had gotten a phone sooner, even like retroactively considering everything that comes with it, the responsibility and all that. I know that was... Sort of just jokey, but like actually, I do wish I had gotten a phone sooner, even like considering all the responsibility that comes with it. One thing, just for practicality's sake, like having a phone so you can text parents, yeah. friends. I think you
0: were surprised when you showed up to middle school and like everybody had phones.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Were you
0: the only one in your friend group who did not have a phone?
1: I wouldn't say the only one, there were maybe a couple other people, but it was really such a small number that I did feel a little bit left out. Yeah, And I mean, of course there's that kids wanting to have what other people have because sure. yeah, sort of a conformity thing.
0: Well, middle school's a big time for that. Middle school yeah. is a time when you're really trying to find your identity and figure out who you are uh-huh. and how you fit into bigger social groups. And mm. To be one of the few kids that doesn't have a phone, I'm sure that did present some challenges. And so then right before you started high school, we got you your first phone. Even before you had, I mean, I'm saying got you your first phone. You guys did have devices like old hand-me-down devices that you could use on Wi-Fi. Right. So you could play some games on there. You would have these kind of janky texting apps (laughs) so that you could text a little bit. Did you have Instagram on Old devices before you got your actual phone no, i'm trying to remember what was the first so. social media that you were on
1: oh i think it was instagram okay yeah 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 yeah. because i had that one account that i just completely abandoned because middle school now you have a complicated relationship with
0: yeah instagram.
1: i feel like i would feel this way about most other social media platforms if i use them I'm really just on Instagram, but I have a very love-hate relationship with that platform because it does allow me to keep up with what my friends are doing, what sort of stuff they're into, the things that are happening in their lives. That's something that I appreciate. And it does allow me to find like content online for the stuff that I'm into. Like I love finding memes of shows that I watch or there are plenty of D&D memes on Instagram. Mm-hmm. If that's if you look in the right places, you can find just about anything. Yeah. But also a similar way to TikTok, it is also a very big time drain, and that may just be a me thing, not knowing how to manage time. But <laughs> no, I don't think it's just a you <laughs> thing. I think everyone listening has their thing that they're like, "Gosh, I spend too much time mm-hmm. on that." Yeah. For me, it's my Explorer page, just looking through and seeing this one thing that I think is funny, Real. and I'm like, "Wow, that's funny! Give me more!" And so I keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling <laughs> until, at some point, it's just like I'm not even fully consuming the content. I'm yes. just like, I just something that'll make me laugh yes (laughs) (laughs) I know it's an escape for a lot of reasons and for a lot of people for Mm -hmm. sure there's also on top of that I in the past have been a person who experiences a lot of FOMO whenever I see my friends doing something that I couldn't do for one reason or another I tend to whenever that happens just like go through people's stories and be like wow look at what they're doing and I'm trying to like cut that behavior out because That's not healthy Mm -hmm. and not productive either. But also the fact that you just don't need to be involved in everyone's life at all times and you don't need to be broadcasting who you are and what you're doing to other people at all times. Privacy is a big thing for me. Yeah. So I don't really like sharing all that often. That's true. And that's a very good point.
0: And you are definitely more like your father in that sense, a Mm -hmm. little bit more on the private side. As we think about, and this was, again, a question from Kim. Like what is a good age to start in social media? You're in the thick of this right now. And mm-hmm. parents, I can tell you, talk back and forth and everybody has an opinion. Everyone has different experiences. Like when is it safe and okay? And of course we would say every parent knows their individual children the best right. and is best right. equipped to make those decisions. But it is something we talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. For you, a 16 year old who's been on social media for a couple of years now, do you think it would have been better for you, worse for you, or the same for you if you had, say, gotten your first Instagram account that you were on actively, like even during the day at school, like in sixth grade?
1: That's very hard to say. I'd say I'd be more fluent in social media knowing what exactly I want to post. That's part of the reason why I don't post very much. There's so much stuff that I see and I'm like, oh, wow, I want to do that. And then you're when this so many... takes over yeah yeah that's right. <laughs> and nothing's ever perfect nothing's enough ever to perfect enough and I know that's not the point either yeah it's a whole thing I'd say overall oh oh I don't know I was gonna say it would be better but also technology already has just such a strong grip on our lives that mm-hmm. if you can not allow that to have such a big impact on your child at this early of an age, I'd say that's hard. This is a very hard question. General age range, I can do numbers. General age range, 12 to 14, Mm -hmm. I'd say. Depending on the schedule of your child, if they're doing a lot of things, if they have a busy schedule, maybe they might need a phone earlier on, if only for the ability to make calls and texts. If only for the practicality of it. If your kid just really isn't into social media all that much, I'd say phone should come before social media.
0: Okay. So maybe just something very basic that just can make calls and to do texts. Yeah. It still feel awkward if they don't have like the kind of phone everybody else has. right? Right.
1: Early middle school, something that'll get the job done. Yeah. 12 to 14, depending on the situation, is when you should upgrade to something that's a little more what other people have. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. That makes sense. And I think too, it's just an ongoing conversation. Now that you're 16, I mean, you're closing in on 17, honestly. So these are decisions that the decision to take TikTok off your phone. Mm -hmm. I'm really proud of you because you were able to self assess and be like, you know what? This is completely not healthy for me. Mm -hmm. I don't feel good when I use this app. I need to take it out of my life. And I see you monitoring your own use of Instagram in that way. Like you said, kind of unattaching from your FOMO feelings and recognizing like it's not healthy for me to obsess over like what other people are doing. One thing that is so interesting to me that I Mm -hmm. have noticed that both you and your sister do is you don't just message people in the text messaging app. Mm -hmm. Like you have messaging groups that are on Instagram. Yeah.
1: Yeah, My main group chat with all my friends that is on Instagram.
0: Your sister uses Snapchat for messaging. Right. She doesn't even send pictures or do pictures or anything. She just has it on there because some people that's the only way they message. There's Discord. There's- I love Discord. WhatsApp. There's GroupMe. There's so many ways that people are communicating with each other. Mm-hmm. And I do remember that being a problem when you did not have a cell phone is that one of the orchestras you were in, the communication came through a GroupMe app, mm-hmm. which you didn't have to access to during the day. And so if yeah. there was going to be a change that needed to be made quickly, you, like you had no idea. There was no way to communicate it to you this was in middle school. Yeah. For that reason social media it is the thing that the platform was made for. So on Instagram it is pictures and stories and reels and all of those types of things, but it's also messaging. And I think all of the different apps kind of have that component for kids too. So basically we have no answers, just more conversation, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. That's probably not No, exactly just, what you were
0: looking for. No. those were some really great insights. And I do think that it's true. Like there is no magic number. I don't think for every single kid in every situation. Okay. Something a little bit more fun. What are some gifts that you personally would like to receive? Mm -hmm. And then what are some of the things that your friends are into for gifts?
1: I love getting gaming stuff always, whether that's gift cards for like certain platforms, like Steam for PC gaming or Nintendo for of course, Nintendo games. I like getting D&D stuff. I like getting pretty little dice. I have just like a little miniature baby collection going. want to get more. Dice are expensive, especially the pretty ones. Yeah. So D&D stuff. I like jewelry. You do.
0: In the past few years, you've really gotten into like necklaces, earrings, rings.
1: Earrings especially. Yeah. And I know that goes for a lot of my female friends. Yeah. Funky earrings are very in right now. Very, (laughs) yes. There's just so many different kinds that it's sort of like you're it's just like a teeny tiny part of your individuality yes. is just on your face. And people can see that and be like, hey,
0: those are cool.
1: In fact, Thank Yeah. And you've had some
0: D&D dice earrings, haven't you? I have. One of the boys broke them, which Ugh. I'm
1: eternally like
0: so uh, angry. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so I hear you talking about you like gifts that are aligned with what you're into. So would you say That's generally good advice. If you're buying something for a teen, what are they into? Mm -hmm. Get something that is adjacent to that.
1: Yes. Okay. Because
0: you have friends also that are into like funky jewelry and stuff. Oh, totally. And of course, if we're buying something for a teen, there's always the thing of like, well, what about gift cards? How do you feel about getting gift cards? Because I think some people feel insecure about giving gift cards.
1: Mm -hmm. For me, I keep saying that a lot. But it always applies. Yes. yes. I don't super like receiving gift cards. It's just like seeing it is like the same as seeing maybe a few dollar bills and like a card or something. It's like, oh, wow. Hey, that's cool. And then knowing me, I'll probably end up losing it because. <laughs> yeah, you, yes,
0: that's true.
1: Because <laughs> y'all's room is a mess. Mm-hmm. Gift cards feel a little bit impersonal.
0: Let me ask you this then. Mm-hmm. Would you as a gift receiver, would you rather get something that it's in the realm of what you're interested in, but it's not like quite what you would have picked out.
1: Mm-hmm. For
0: example, I know you're into d and What if I got you a d and shirt, like a t-shirt? Would you rather get that? That just kind of, it's like, oh, the thought was there, but it's not totally what I want. Or would you rather get a gift card to like Etsy where you can go and pick out your own d and t-shirt?
1: I'd rather you pick out the shirt, even if I don't like the graphic on it, most of the shirts I wear, even if it's like something that I like, if it's not a good graphic, I'm not going to wear it.
0: Yeah. You'll sleep
1: in it. Yeah. Pajamas. (laughs) Yes. Always. Yeah.
0: You can never have too many pajama shirts. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Or pajama bottoms. You love your pajamas. Mm -hmm. Just like your mother does. (laughs) But so you're saying for you specifically, you'd rather somebody put the time and thought into like, I know Daisy is into this thing. And to get something like that, even if it's not like, quote unquote, the perfect gift. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a really good insight gift giving season is around the corner with the holidays coming up. Wow, so that's true. I know yeah. a lot of people are thinking about that. Okay. Let's kind of move through these quickly. Cause we're getting close to the end of our no. time together. Here's a good one from superstar. Awesome. Laura, what is the most annoying things adults ask you about? Every
1: so often I get a question like, do you have a crush on anyone? Do you have a boyfriend? No. No. If I want to talk to you about that, I will. Chances are it's not going to happen and it's not going to happen anytime soon. Again, I'm a very private person. I don't want to talk about something so personal with most people.
0: Because I think adults just try to find something to connect with teens about. Maybe Mm -hmm. stay away from the more personal details of life. Is that kind of what you're saying? get annoyed that every adult who wants to talk to you asks you about your music?
1: So that's sort of what I've realized as I've gotten older, but it does get annoying. Yeah. It is, for me, it is such a baseline thing. Almost everyone knows that I'm into it. It's something that grandma and grandpa asked me when I go over to their house. <laughs> like every single time. Like every single time. Yes. It's a question that you ask like every once in a while, but just don't make it like a regular thing.
0: Yeah. With stuff like that. Do you think that adults could be hey, so do you like to read? What have you read lately that was good? Or have you seen any good movies lately? Or have you watched anything? What do I need to know about on Netflix? That's awesome. Adults are trying to make those connection points. Mm -hmm. So they're asking you questions. Is
1: there a general category that's safe for asking? Books and movies are safer. Okay. Because there's more of a chance I'd say with you connecting with that person just over, hey, this is a cool thing. I like this cool thing. And when I do read, I don't have as much time for reading. Anymore. No, you don't. <laughs> but when I do school. read, yeah, I like talking about the books that I read with people. Is which is not something I get to do with my friends very often because they're not readers. Yeah, they're either art people or music people or just not book people. Yeah, it is something that I enjoy talking about.
0: Yeah. Do you so... think you're ever going to read
1: anyway, The windflow so we can talk it? About- I am reading it. <laughs> Like
0: one page a day? No, (laughs) listen, I'm over halfway done with that book. Oh, you've made a lot of progress since the last time I asked. When was the last time you asked? I don't know. I didn't know you were over halfway. Just get into it and start reading it so we can talk about it. Hey, that was a really great question. (laughs) Ooh, here's a more serious one from superstar awesome Katie. What are some of your like personal concerns? We've kind of already talked about that School work weighs heavy on your mind. Do you have other, just like on a personal level, without digging into your private business, mm-hmm. things that you kind of find yourself concerned about?
1: Workload from AP classes is a normal stressor. This week specifically, I have my North Central Honors Orchestra audition yes. coming up, which yeah. is something I've been prepping for for months.
0: Literally months, yes. Yeah.
1: I know I'm going to get in, but my big goal is to get into the top five chairs. Okay. okay? Something I really want to do. Mm -hmm. So
0: when this episode drops, it'll be less than twenty-four hours till your (gasps) audition. So then I'll be able to tell you guys. That's right. And all the awesomes. You're listening on Friday when this episode drops. Just send a little prayer, Daisy's way, that she rocks her audition. Yeah, I think that. Do you remember when your dad and I said you can only take can't take more than two AP classes?
1: Yeah, I ended up taking three. Whoops, whoopsies. (laughs) My bad. One of them's not even like a real AP class. The curriculum for music theory too and AP music theory are almost identical. Okay, you say so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What are some of your big concerns for like the world in general? And again, I know as an Enneagram one and an INFJ, Mm -hmm. you are concerned about the rightness and the wrongness of the world, right? Mm -hmm. What are some things like broadly speaking that you as a, a 16 year old
1: right now worry about? This might be a little hard to explain, but people have gotten so comfortable with just being absolutely horrible to each other online. And that deeply bothers me because of how often I'm online and I have to see that going on. But also, who gets on social media to pick fights with people? Do you not have anything better to do? I think that's a question you need to be asking. Not me personally. I don't do it. No, that's not. <laughs> know. I'm just you know, easy. I'm I, easy. I, So yeah. that's a big thing
0: do you worry about things like climate change? Do you keep track of, you know, things that are happening politically or anything like that? Or are you just kind of more in your sphere of like what's going on in front of you right now?
1: Politics is a whole thing that I understand some of. Mm -hmm. And I have concerns that are more present in my life. Yeah, So probably not that part, I mean, the thing you mentioned about climate change, I think that's been a concern for quite a while. It's not something that I put a lot of energy into thinking about. But like, you know, I get a lot of posts on Instagram saying, this is really bad. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So you're like sort of aware of it. (laughs) I'm aware of it. For individual people, it's sort of hard to combat that. but
0: Yeah, that's for sure.
1: covid COVID. is a
0: reality that hit in the spring of your freshman year. And now we're in the fall of your junior year. Not had a full year
1: of school since middle school.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting because you go to school in the Oklahoma City public school system Mm -hmm. and your campus had a masking policy at the beginning of the school year. And Mm -hmm. then Quickly after that, the district was like, okay, masks for everybody. Do you feel like there's a lot of back and forth, especially among adults, like, oh, masks are really damaging our kids, their perceptions of each other and what? themselves? Well, I'm just saying, I'm trying to, again, Enneagram 9, we're trying to like represent okay. viewpoints for you and your peer group, uh-huh. for you and the kids that you go to school with, and you go to a big high school in Oklahoma City, right. is there a lot of resistance around masks? Has it just totally become normal for you? What's the sort of general feel on COVID precautions for your friends right now?
1: For my friends... And for you. mm -hmm. For my friends, it's never been an issue. Like, we understand that for the benefit of everyone, we are doing this, even if it's, like, not so much to keep us safe, but other people. Sure, masks get a little bit uncomfortable, and it kind of gets, like, really hot under there sometimes. And sweaty and gross. But it's really not the end of the world considering there are some areas of the world that do feel like they're ending yeah right now all things considered it's really not that bad the general consensus at my school i would say is just this isn't the thing that we'd like to be doing but this is the thing that we're doing because it's necessary right there are always going to be a few kids that just don't well they're masked down in the middle of class because they don't feel like wearing it It's a very small percentage of my school population. By and large, it's not been an issue. I don't know. I haven't heard people saying like, this damages our kids' perspectives, perceptions, Mm -hmm. each other. I don't really care too much about like what the bottom half of your face looks like. Since we need masks right now, it's not a huge deal to me. Once we take masks off and I am able to see people's faces, cool, but it's really not a big thing, I don't think.
0: The impression I've gotten from you and your sister, Mm -hmm. and I think probably from y'all's friend groups too, Mm -hmm. is that you would rather mask and have things be like a little bit off or different than to have to go into schools being closed again. That'd be
1: miserable. Online school is such a divided thing. There are people like, I absolutely hated online school. I did. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back to that. And there are people that are like, I really liked doing online school because I could just Laser around my house all day. Understandable. Mm-hmm. Understand. I like doing that too. It's not the same with school.
0: For homecoming dance, which was this past weekend, yes, you guys got to have a dance. It was mm-hmm. outside. They asked you to mask because I mean, people were all up in each other's faces mm-hmm. and businesses. Mm-hmm. But it was outside, which yes. is very unusual for any dance. So people were walking around in their fancy dresses and their gowns and stuff in the parking right? lot. But you guys made it work. When I came to get you guys to pick you up and take everyone home, you were having a great time. I was. A ton of kids were there and having a great time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So to me, as a parent watching this play out, it seems like, yeah, it's different than the context that maybe we were used to, but it's better than nothing.
1: We're doing what we can right now, and that's what matters.
0: Awesome. Okay, so Superstar Awesome D had a good question, and Allie kind of had a similar question. D asked, what do you think that adults are really hung up on that teens kind of like have figured out? Or you could kind of take it the direction that Allie said. She asked, like, what do 16-year-olds of today want the adult women of today, like your mom's age or your aunt's age or other adult women to know about you guys' generation. Oh, that reminds me. I didn't put this in the instant list, but along the same lines, another superstar named Becky said, basically, I want you to know that I think, and she's a grandma. She's like in her sixties. Oh, wow. Yeah. And said, I want the teens of today to know like, you guys are doing a great job and I'm cheering you on. You're going to change the world. (laughs) So there definitely are adult women who are looking at y'all's generation. I'm so glad we've got some world changers coming up. So basically kind of like last question, just to wrap this all up, what do you want the awesomes who are listening to know is really pretty
1: awesome about y'all's generation? Something that I love about my generation is that I feel like this generation more than others, we know how to use our voices and we enjoy doing so. There are a lot of issues that are Propping up that affect us specifically. I'm gonna use an example from something that happened at my school. Okay. Very recently, there was a student protest for the way that dress code was being enforced at our school, specifically towards girls, which is a thing that's been going on for I mean, well, it feels yeah. like quite a while now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we took action on that to say, hey, we don't like that this thing is happening, and you need to pay attention to us because this affects us the most out of anyone. And There's so much that could be improved here, and we think that we can help with that. And I noticed, too, it wasn't because,
0: listen, girls and women have been protesting dress code inequality for a long time, for sure. And we've been noticing it and asking to be heard about it. One thing that impressed me about the protest that you all put together, it was really powerful. It made a point. And a lot of you all noticed that the dress code was becoming stricter based on girls' And young women of color.
1: Oh, yeah. And girls with different body sizes Mm -hmm. outside of straight sizes. And so being conscious of the things that don't necessarily affect us, the things that we see happening to other people is another thing that I'm just so happy to see. I said earlier that people have gotten really comfortable with being mean to each other online. So I think today specifically being able to see the stuff that people are dealing with and being able to say, this needs to change. We're changing it now is um, I think one of the biggest steps to combating that. I love that. Daisy, this has been so fun. (laughs) I have loved it. It is now
0: 1234 in the morning. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the last time I was up this late unless I was up with Nico. Uh, Yeah. But this has been so fun to have this conversation. I do want to point out that we did Or I did invite um, AJ, my younger daughter, to do this. She declined the invitation. So I just want everyone to know that she was going around. Okay. Well, I just want it to be made known that she wasn't left out, that she's Mm -hmm. also an awesome teen. She just did not want to be part of the conversation. That's fine. So. Thank you so much for this. Thank you for having me. It's been so great. Awesome. Thank you for being part of this conversation with us. To the superstars who sent in questions, thank you so much. If you would like to find out more about becoming the Superstar Awesome, you can head over to patreon.com slash sort of awesome to get all signed up. You can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg, and you can find the show by searching Sorta Awesome on whatever platform you're on, except Snapchat. I'm not on the Snapchat. It's probably never a good decision. Been. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties.